This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. is 5.08. You're listening to the Evening Edition with Sharmila and Sharad. First up this hour, the low-value goods tax will be kicking off on the 1st of January. So we're going to be looking at its impact. So Malaysia will begin collecting this 10% sales tax on goods sold online that are priced at 500 and below starting um, from the 1st of January 2024. Now, this uh, was something that was introduced, uh, supposed to be enforced from April 1st this year, and then it was deferred. And then, you know, finally it's happening. It's kicking in on the 1st of January. Um, And there are a number of different reasons Uh, why this was implemented, right? On the one hand, it is, of course, meant to um, add to our our economy. But on the other hand, it is also meant to... um encourage people to buy local because um, this tax will apply to any item uh, sold at 500 ringgit or below that's being brought into Malaysia by land, sea and air. Yeah, so I think it adds to the economy in a um, well, in a curiously roundabout way. It's actually taking money into government coffers, so I think that's well, tax well, essentially. Tax. Yeah, but you know the 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 shocking. Uh, uh, lack of a large tax base for any government uh, is a problem, right? So because we didn't have the GST, uh, the government still is looking at very limited sources for its revenue. And so if we want to run programs and such, you know, government needs money. And so I think in broadening the tax base is part of that strategy. But uh, what, what you said is interesting, Shamala, that, you know, this was also intended not to hurt uh, local entrepreneurs, you know, the small businesses that do a lot of online um, sales and, you know, uh, and so this is really about, uh, I think in many ways, uh, the habits that we have come to develop, right? I mean, I don't actually ever even generally look at the source of the things I buy online. I just buy what I think is I want and at the price point that I'm, uh, you know, that's good for me. I, I don't have that maybe consumer nationalism. I don't kind of think, oh, if I could have, because I think is, the question is also how many of these things that we want are actually uh, manufactured here and they're not manufactured here. You really don't have very much of a choice. Yeah, no, it actually really depends on um, your online shopping habits, doesn't it? Because um, even as recently as maybe five years ago, the notion of buying something online uh, from a place outside of Malaysia would also mean that you're paying quite a hefty amount for shipping and so on. So people generally didn't do it as much. But in more recent years, this has become increasingly more affordable. Um, and then there are also e-commerce platforms that offer you items. Actually, frankly, to your point, sometimes with these e-commerce platforms, you're not even really sure where the items are coming from unless you look at that tiny, very small font that says shipping from China. Um and, and these days, the shipping is also often very low or absorbed by the platform that you're buying from. Um, so it will be interesting, I think, to see how this tax uh, makes consumers more aware and perhaps changes how they choose to buy online, right? Now, for what it's worth, how it'll work is that... Um, 
online platforms that are selling these goods that are 500 ringgit or below have to register with the customs department if the total sale of their goods being brought into Malaysia exceeds 500,000 ringgit in 12 months. Um, and we are by no means the only country that have imposed something like this. So Australia, Switzerland, New Zealand, Norway, the UK all also have versions of this sort of low-value goods sales tax. Um, do you think it's going to make you more conscious, Sherrod, of of where you might be buying your online goods from? Because, I mean, and I recognize that this is a, a sort of fairly privileged or bougie viewpoint to take to things. Um, by and large, if I think about the things I buy that get shipped here from overseas, they're not really things I buy on a regular basis anyway. Um, so like kind the, of one-offs. Like one-offs, yeah. And so on the odd occasion that I might do it, I feel like, to my mind, I would just think, well, perhaps it's a little bit of a trade-off. The amount is not so big. But it may not be the same for others. Yeah, so this, like you say, might not be things that you buy um, you know, on a regular basis. Uh, then the question is, if it's a one-off, is a 10% uh, tax? So let's say the item is 10 ringgits, then you're paying 11 instead of 10. If it's 100, you're paying 110. So and so on and so forth. I mean, is it... Um, will it inhibit you? Is the amount so large that you would think twice? Well, I'm also wondering about businesses that may buy uh, products or, or material from sources overseas, get them shipped in, and then sell them locally, and how that's going to change uh, their model. The, yeah, in fact, that's the more interesting one, right? Because there you have uh, the purchases are, are regular and adding 10% to the cost. And then the question is, if they absorb that cost, uh, or do they then just pass it on to their customers, right? So we are talking about the low-value goods sales tax, um, essentially from the 1st of January. Um, if you are buying goods online that cost 500 ringgit or below, there will be a 10% sales tax imposed. So we want to hear from you. Will your online shopping habits change because of this tax? You can call double seven double three two nine hundred. send us a voice note or WhatsApp 018-789-8899, tweet us at BFM Radio. After this, we'll be speaking with... Dr. Carmelo Ferlito, CEO of the Center for Market Education. So keep it here, BFM 89.9. Buggy Free Minum, BFM 89.9, The Business Station. It's 5.15. You're listening to the Evening Edition with Sharmila and Sharad. We're talking about the low-value goods sales tax, which comes into effect on the 1st of January, and asking you, will your online shopping habits change because of it? You can call us, you can send us a voice note, you can WhatsApp us, you can tweet us. Joining us now to discuss this is Dr. Carmelo Ferlito, CEO of the Centre for Market Education. Carmelo, good to have you with us. Firstly, can you help us understand why the government is moving forward with this What's their rationale? Hi, good evening, and thanks for having me. Uh, well, I think that we can look uh, at it from uh, a double perspective. Uh, on one side, uh, I think the, the, the most common narrative behind this kind of, uh, of uh, uh, laws and tax measures is... Uh, to create more equality, let's say, in the treatment between uh, the taxation on goods that are manufactured, produced within the national territory, within Malaysia, and goods that are uh, instead imported. Okay, so this is usually the, the fiscal reason behind. Uh, 
but I would like to add uh, probably uh, a second one, uh, more practical if you want, is that as we have seen, I think, uh, uh, during the latest budget speech, uh, the government is trying to, to address the issue of fiscal responsibility, and therefore we are trying to address the issue of the narrow tax base that we have uh, in Malaysia. So, of course, uh, um, fiscal discipline and uh, deficit control needs to be looked at from a double perspective. One is uh, uh, increasing revenues, and that can be done with new tax, like in this case, or by improving the collection of existing tax. But we cannot uh, uh, obviously forget the other side of the coin, which is controlling expenditures. But in general, I see here the attempt to diversify the source of fiscal revenues. Now, one of the reasons uh, given is to level the playing field between local and overseas sellers and to encourage Malaysians to buy local products. Is this an effective approach, you think? Well, I think it depends very much on the good. Uh, I mean, if uh, at a certain point uh, a consumer goes to buy something online, is because either that product is not available domestically unless it is imported or um, it is because uh, similar products are eventually more expensive if bought locally so uh, i i don't i don't see consumers going uh, out there to buy online for the sake of buying online but there is a reason there so um uh, ultimately, if this is why uh, consumers buy things online, so either they are cheaper or they are not available domestically, uh, a tax like this is going somehow to, to penalize the consumers rather than the producer, uh, which is uh, obviously reversing the tax on the, final, on the final consumer. So in my case, in example, I'm quite a heavy purchaser of books by Amazon. So in this case, I will see my bill probably, my Amazon bill getting up. But I have no choice than buying certain kind of books on Amazon because they are not available anywhere else. Mm. And what can you tell us about the mechanism of how this will be implemented? So I think that the... The two main uh, novelties that we, we should look at uh, with, this, uh, with this new measure are the introduction of the category of uh, low-value goods, so taxing goods that are priced below 500 ringgit. And uh, the other important point is, uh, so I mean, the, the measure has been uh, generally labeled as uh, online uh, sales tax. But this, basically, the, the, the point of difference is that the marketplace, the online marketplace, can be the, sub the subject that eventually needs to impose the tax to the consumer and pay that amount of money to, to the Malaysian government. But this is not necessarily the case. So for, for what I understood from the regulation, um, could be the original seller or the online platform that that is the the party that relate with the Malaysian government and this needs to be part of an agreement between the online marketplace 
and the original seller. So that is probably also where the, the thing uh, becomes a little bit more complicated. But um, probably the, the 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 most interesting news to be to be seen here is the introduction or the potential introduction of online marketplace as a taxable subject. So let's talk about the impact of the tax uh, on consumers. Will it significantly change their buying patterns or behaviors, do you think? This depends very much on, uh, if you allow me to use a technical term, on how elastic uh, are the demands for the goods that are purchased online. So elasticity measure how responsive is the demand for a certain product uh, in front of uh, a price variation okay so where and, and depends on many factors where consumer consider a certain good uh, a very important part of their of their uh, daily life or their purchasing life then there will be probably no big big impact but when goods are considering replaceable with alternative sources then eventually the demand for that goods in front of an increase in price will decline. So uh, the, fundamentally, we can say that it's not possible to, to give a general answer and that good by good, the effect will depend on how important consumers deem a certain good or on the availability eventually of substitutes. In my case, to go back to the previous example, if I want to buy certain books, mostly academic books, I have no choice than buying them online. So uh, I, I have no choice than paying more for them. And conversely, do you think this might turn people away from buying certain products indefinitely? I don't think so. You, you, you see, somehow online purchases became part of the daily routine of people. In general, people are affected by sales tax whenever they, they buy products. And um, the, the, the convenience, uh, the availability of products, the, the, the biggest and um, the bigger amount of products available out there is uh, so important and became so much part of the uh, normal consumer habits that uh, I don't see this tax bringing a sensible change into uh, purchasing habits. And what would it mean for overseas sellers, especially those with a big consumer base in Malaysia? Do you think this will impact them? Well, that is in fact uh, the most important uh, factor that I would evaluate. The mechanism may be not uh, too easy to implement if you look at the details of the regulation. So the actual effect that we may observe is uh, on the supply side rather than on, demand, on the demand side. And the effect that I foresee is uh, eventually a consolidation of online marketplaces, whereby a smaller player may find burdensome to go into the compliance for this uh, new regulation. Uh, instead, bigger players like Amazon or Alibaba and et cetera, may, they, this can be just part of their ordinary life you know, to deal with things. They have legal teams, uh, accounting consultants, and et cetera. So we may see probably uh, smaller players either disappearing or eventually 
uh, rely on alliances uh, with bigger players uh, in order to be able to continue their activity. This is what I see. And Carmelo, people tend to have fairly knee-jerk reactions to the idea of paying more tax. How do you think this move is going to be perceived and, uh, and I guess, responded to by consumers? Well, you see, uh, it's never it is never nice to receive the news that you are going to pay more tax or you're going to pay a certain good uh, more. So uh, this is for sure. And we have been discussing for long about uh, the increasing cost of living and uh, how people has been have been affected by inflation over the past years. So uh, let, let, let's say that this move is not really in line with the discussions that we had uh, uh, that we heard on uh, cost of living and there, there may be some nervousness uh, on the ground but at the same time i don't see really how this uh, nervous sentiment may really translate into a radical change uh, of consumption habits carmelo final thoughts for us I think, well, the final thought uh, that I have is that uh, it is true that Malaysia has the problem of a, a narrow tax base, um, but I think that the, the, the motto, the slogan to, to face this situation for the future development of our tax system should be no more taxes, but better taxes. So I think that uh, we have given away, uh, we, we have... Um, uh, we have uh, renounced to GST, which was quite an efficient uh, uh, taxation system and replaced with a less efficient SST. We have problem for income tax uh, at, uh, um, at the collection level, at enforcement level. So I think that uh, rather than jeopardizing the tax system with new little measures, which uh, have also some compliance cost is so whereby the, the, the expected revenues really don't make sense when compared to the compliance cost. So instead of this measure, we should think about more consolidated uh, approach, fiscal approach with less taxes, but better taxes and a better effort from the enforcement at the, at the enforcement level. Carmelo, thanks for speaking with us today. That was Dr. Carmelo Ferlito, CEO of the Centre for Market Education, uh, weighing in on the new low-value goods sales tax that's going to kick in from the 1st of January. Um, essentially, a 10% sales tax on items purchased online from overseas sellers Um that are worth 500 ringgit or below. So let us know, will your online shopping habits change because of this tax? You can call 77332900, send us a voice note or WhatsApp 018-789-8899, tweet us at BFM Radio. So we have this that's come in from Madi who says, tax should apply not for below 500, but for above 500 ringgit. So Madi, to clarify, we've actually already got tax um, in place for goods that are brought in 
um, from overseas that exceed a value of 500 ringgit. That's what customs would generally do. Um, so the reason this tax specifies 500 and below is that that's what's new. That previously was only items that are above 500 that were taxed. This is an attempt to increase that tax base uh, to goods from overseas that cost less than uh, 500 or less as well. As you said, Sherrod, earlier, um, essentially because our tax base is fairly narrow. Yeah, so, you know, and, and our guests just, you know, um, in, in explaining what should we, how should we think about taxes is um, that we, in some ways, um, opted out of a possibly more uh, efficient system, but because of the whole politicization of the GST uh, and, a, you know, kind of a, um, it's become like, uh, like a, you know, what is it called? Poison chalice. I mean, no, mm. I can't imagine anybody trying to, uh, any political party or politician trying to bring the GST back, even though it was probably the most uh, sensible way to go. The question is now, how do we make uh, good with what we have in terms of policy options? And so this is one. And the question is, if it doesn't put too much of a burden on people, and this is not for goods that are essential to life, as it were, uh, why not, right? Why not do it? I actually like to understand how much the government's going to gain from such a tax and how they're going to use that money. Keep your thoughts coming. Will your online shopping habits change because of this tax? You can call double seven double three two nine hundred. send us a voice note or WhatsApp 018-789-8899, tweet us at BFM Radio. You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.